0: Grain companies are frustrated with recent market disputes around the globe. For the farmer it's lower prices, while marketers have tighter margins and are looking for new customers. Two Canadian companies have been shut out of the Chinese canola market and it's much more difficult for the others. Mike Jubinville is a senior market analyst with Markets Farm Pro Canada.
1: It's not that we're not doing any business to China. Instead of 350 400,000 ton a month we're doing maybe 150 now so it's just the right now it's Richardson's and Viterra that are limited but the Cargill's the Dreyfus P&H Patterson's they're all still doing business but it's just that a a lot slower flow a lot lesser flow and it's still trying to find the replacement markets for that product that we can't send to China now so instead of four and a half million tons, maybe it's 1.8 million tons we'll do this year. So there's two million tons or so that need to flow elsewhere.
0: There has been a bit of progress on that front, but there's still a huge gap.
1: We can get some to Bangladesh, a little more to Pakistan. Europe's gonna have a short rapeseed crop this year. We'll put a little more there. There are p- bits and pieces, but nothing that can replace China altogether.
0: Some Chinese customers are feeling the impact of restricted canola sales.
1: The aquaculture industry in China, which uses a lot of canola meal, for instance, for their fish farms and such, they're hurting right now. So you feel it on both sides. The commercial interests on both sides of this don't appreciate all the politics that's involved in all of this. So the quicker we can clear this up is uh, I think to everybody's benefit.
0: Jubinville believes Canada can't do much more than maintain the current
1: position with China. We have to continually maintain relationships, be calm about it, demonstrate the quality of our product, the ability of Canada to consistently be reliable in delivering the product on time, and wait for the opportunities and the clouds to clear for us to uh, re-establish these relationships. Because I do think these are still short-term things. Our problems with India, our problems with China are real and they're now. However, I think they will be resolved over time because those markets ultimately view Canada as a great place to do business with and our product is great.
0: Looking at canola, supplies will be higher, but 2019 production is uncertain due to the later developing crop and potential frost issues
1: prior to harvest. I think we've changed from a marketplace that was for 3 years running at the low end bearish parts of the cycle $10 a bushel at the elevator, top end $12 a bushel. We've lowered that down one standard deviation. Now we're $9 or less on the bottom end of the market. Maybe it's 850 if people want to cringe hearing a number like that. Top end of the market, maybe it's 10 bucks now. And $10 a bushel canola, in my opinion, it's probably a sell.
0: Pulse crops are selling at discounts overseas, but peas and lentils are moving.
1: We get up into a 675-ish area in Saskatchewan price, $7 maybe in Alberta. It's probably a sell, at least for the near-term outlook going into the harvest season. Lentils, you know, you're still 18 cent reds, 20, 23 cent large greens. I think better pricing opportunities are going to come probably in the second half of the marketing year but uh, they're still in that stable, bottom-basing, pricing environment for now.
0: When it comes to the wheat market, there are ample stocks, but Jubinville says the struggling
1: U.S. corn crop could come into play. If there is going to be a significant pairing back of corn production and potentially ending stocks, that could be the sea that lifts all boats. Now, I don't want to present that as being overly bullish because I'm not. The fundamentals on oil seeds, on wheat, Standing on their own are still oversupplied, burdensome, and are going to be tricky and quite frankly are probably bearish. But the corn situation could be something we all need to be watching for because I think that's the one that could give us some pricing opportunity.
0: Jubinville talks about high quality Red Spring wheat.
1: It's a six dollar wheat without a corn problem. Uh, but I suspect that when we get to 650, 675, 680 in Saskatchewan. Probably is a selling price. If we get $7, you know, it might be in a more deferred delivery position, probably a sell.
0: Jubinville is a little more optimistic for Durham.
1: Supply is in a process of contraction now. It's not short yet, but I do think that in the year ahead, we're looking at a potential for grinding higher Durham market. Certainly finally establishing or reestablishing recently the premium that Durham carried over, say, hard red spring wheat. I think we're into that environment again. I'm not saying this is a, a runaway bull market, but I think higher prices on durum look quite possible in the new market in Europe.
0: Mike Jubinville is a senior market analyst with Markets Farm Pro Canada. This portion of Saskatchewan agriculture today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. Temperature records that stood for decades have fallen across Europe this week and officials say some of the new records are much higher than previous marks. New heat records have been set in France, Belgium, the Netherlands, and Germany in recent days as hot air surged in from North Africa and Spain. A spokeswoman for the World Meteorological Organization says experts are stunned by the numbers. Claire Nullis says normally records are broken by a fraction of a degree, but Thursday, yesterday, saw them shattered by as much as 4 degrees. Paris reached 42.6 degrees yesterday with temperatures reaching 40 in Germany, Belgium and the Netherlands, while the UK reached 38 degrees. Earlier this week, a weather service expected crop stress and lower yields from the record heat wave in Europe. There's a wide range of crop development in the Davidson area about 145 kilometers northwest of Regina. Davidson area farmer Rob Stone says crops have improved following extremely dry weather this spring. It
2: was a- Really difficult establishment for the crops and all those sorts of things. Couldn't buy two-tenths of rain to get the canola to come up out of the ground. And we've progressed now to, I'd say, adequate moisture with a very stagy crop that's, you know, you're just not sure what to be hoping for anymore. We've got some coming out of flower and potting nicely. Kind of you can see where the snow laid along the ditches and those sorts of things. Kind of looks like how is supposed to look this time of year. And the rest of the field is a varying amount of percent flower to some of the really, you know, the ugly... Crusty clay knolls and stuff like that are just starting to uh, flower now. So, and every field is different, but you certainly see that in pretty much every field out there that there's that uh, quite a progression from basically on-time canola, probably 10% of the field, to I would say delayed. To I'm not sure what we're going to do with those spots that are just starting to flower now.
0: Stones as farmers are starting to think about harvest strategies of swathing, desiccating, or pre-harvest treatments. Stone expects more canola will be swathed this year, as opposed to straight-cutting Rob Stone Farms in the Davidson area. The Canadian beef industry is making a concerted effort to get more information to consumers. This is being done by attempting to connect the entire value chain from the producer to the packer and to the restaurant or grocery store. The Canadian Roundtable for Sustainable Beef has more than 100 members, and while they may not agree on everything, there is a collaborative effort. Ann Wasco, a veteran cattle market analyst, is the chair of the Canadian Roundtable for Sustainable Beef. She says collaboration between all parts of the value chain is very important, that includes environmental groups.
3: Did we ever used to sit down at a table with Ducks Unlimited or Bird Studies Canada and uh, at the Canadian Roundtable for Sustainable Beef, uh, they are on our membership and some of them actually sit on the council with us and, and we can have discussions back and forth about how you move. The beef sustainability piece of our industry forward so that's one example and then even just end users i mean we didn't used to sit down at the tables with costcos or the likes of uh, harvey's for example with the new campaign that they've just launched so today those are numbers that are on our speed dial so it is different and it's been a positive change in my opinion
0: Wasco says the beef industry is trying to get information to the public in an easy-to-understand format.
3: Well, I think that's been a key piece because these end-users, whether it was uh, Costco or Walmart or McDonald's or whoever, came in back and said, hey, our customers are asking us these questions about beef production and sustainability. What, what do we tell them? I mean, we're not the experts. His producers are the experts. So... But coming back and just asking those questions, you know, certainly industry between uh, Canada Beef and what we're doing at the Canadian Roundtable for Sustainable Beef, putting together some of those quick infomercials or infographics that they can take and they can put in their corporate portfolio, put on an ad campaign. So some facts that make it easy to get that message to consumers. And we've heard lots of times you don't have much time to talk to consumers, especially if you're in a fast food restaurant.
0: Waskos says consumers have a wide range of questions.
3: It seems to be all over the map, but certainly from where I sit in terms of beef sustainability, being able to talk about um, greenhouse gas uh, emissions, being able to talk about soil, being able to talk about uh, habitat, biodiversity, carbon sequestration, all those kinds of pieces from our hat. And certainly over at Canada Beef they'll be talking a lot more about nutrition, dietary issues, health, all those food safety, uh, all those kinds of things. So there's questions all over the place, so I think we have to be able to answer those questions efficiently and effectively, whatever mechanism it might be.
0: Wasco says livestock research is important to highlight facts on the environment, soil health, and animal welfare. She says there is a difference in beef production in Canada and other parts of the world.
3: We talk about some of the myth-busting uh, that we can do here in Canada or in North America especially and one of them is on greenhouse gas emissions so when you talk about beef cattle production in Canada it's 2.4 percent of Canada's total uh, greenhouse gas emissions well I think you hear or probably many of your listeners have heard other numbers that are significantly higher than I do some stories even have quoted as high as 50 percent well one of the problems is, is that might have been a number that came from another country or even on a global perspective Canada's greenhouse gas emissions from beef production are about half of what the global number is so again being able to identify that yeah things are done differently here in Canada and North America and that's been certainly the innovation that's brought us forward to this point, I think it's also necessary from a North American perspective to be able to help those other countries get to the point. We've learned the lessons, we're doing the work here at LFCE to put the numbers behind. This is the, how you can produce beef um, in, a, in a more environmentally sound um, manner uh, in terms of uh, sustainability. So we can share these lessons.
0: Anne Wasco is the chair of the Canadian Roundtable for Sustainable Beef. There are more than 100 members from every part of the value chain from the producer to the consumer. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall's Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation call, 1-800-284-9999. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola gained a dollar 60 at $403.82. Oats dropped a dollar 38 at 161.30. Number 1 red spring wheat went up a dollar 6 at 219.24. The rest were unchanged. Durham two hundred thirty nine fifty one. Feed barley one hundred eighty seven sixty three. Flax four hundred eighty dollars twenty two cents. Yellow peas two hundred twenty nine fifty four. Feed wheat one hundred ninety six ninety eight. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, September spring wheat is up two and a half cents at five hundred twenty five and a half cent a bushel. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia, 642-4180, or Weyburn, 842-4574. And the Foam Lake Recreation Combine Lotto. Call 1-888-453-1998 for your ticket. This is Grant Barnett with Market Report, Heartland Livestock here in Moose Jaw. Light run of cattle and off here at our Tuesday regular sale. Looks like the cow market was fully steady to a week previous, Looks like these good cows are anywhere from seventy eight to eighty-five. Sales right up to 88 half. The good bulls are a dollar five, right up to a dollar fifteen, dollar on that right kind. Regular sales here every Tuesday right now. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have a great afternoon. And don't forget the big gateway festival down there in Bengalf this weekend.
4: Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. sold sixty four hundred hogs Thursday. Selling a range of one seventy nine to one ninety-nine per CKG today's sales are expected to be on 4200 head selling in a range of 183 to 205 per ckg 100 index hog prices for the week ending saturday july 27th are maple leaf sig 5 187.87 ham's cash 174.50 thunder creek brickle 166.37 and highlife 177.52 dollars per ckg ham's cash hog price today is up sharply forward contract prices are trading higher this morning U.S. cash markets had steady gains over the week, adding close to 15% since last Friday. Tighter live hog supplies have led to the run-up this week, but supplies are still exceeding year-ago levels by more than 5% when comparing the trend so far this month. Nearby futures have been cautious to project any further gains in the cash market, with great uncertainty associated with the export situation. The heavy supply of hogs has been the primary factor in futures forward prices recently, as one would have to look beyond May 2020 to see forward prices equivalent to the current cash market.
0: And the outlook for today, clearing early this afternoon. Wind northwest 40, gusting to 60, the high today 25, the low 13. Sunny tomorrow, wind southwest 30, the high 31, the low 15. In Regina, partly cloudy and 21, that's 70 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.